0: There's stupid, and then there's people who do a poor job juggling scissors outside during a hurricane.
1: This is going to get weird.
2: The Gene Podcast, where we totally make fun of one of our co-hosts, and he just sits there and smiles. I love it.
0: I've been drinking a little too much, so everything, everything is smile.
2: <laughs> you heard him. We got Cyberblood joining us tonight. How you feeling, man?
0: Um, well, I am feeling pretty good because my ears are having an orgasm right now from the way everybody sounds.
2: So. A little quick update before we get into the rest of introductions. So if you listen to the last episode, you heard a really, really cruel gag we pulled on Zyber. Damoc sent him a pair of free Justice headphones, spent a lot of money to get them there. Uh, and Zyber was all excited because we were telling him, hyping it all up, that you're getting a pair of great headphones. You're getting a pair of great headphones. He got them. And you could definitely hear the sound of him being deflated. <laughs> However, we would not have done that gag if there wasn't an actual proper set of headphones on the way. So, the next day, he got what his actual headphones were supposed to be. And, Zyber, why don't you tell people about
0: it? Well, I thought I ordered drunkenly a very expensive pair of headphones, and I was freaking out because I had a lot of bills coming out. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm seriously trying to figure out. I'm going through all my cards, and I'm on this uh, um, debt consolidation recovery program, and if I use any of my cards, I'm fucked. So I'm really sweating bullets. I didn't notice something in the box, and I'm freaking out. And my wife comes to me and says, well, did you look at the box? Was there any like receipts or pamphlets or anything, order forms, anything? And lo and behold, there's a little piece of paper that says, "gift for You, that spelled out who they were from, and I got really, really emotional, and I had a man cry. Oh. So, just so y'all
2: know, we did the gag, but we didn't do the gag completely out of malice. There was more to the joke coming, which happened the next day. So... Just so before you listen to that last episode and think that we are all just pure assholes, well, we are pure assholes,
1: but (laughs) we're not like pure, pure assholes. Dear God, I am not a fucking monster, dude. It was planned (laughs) out. It was planned out, I swear to God. It was. It was. And to be honest, like both Damoc and I were talking after, and
2: we both felt bad, but it was one of those, I feel bad, but he's going to love these things when he gets them in the morning, so... I think it's cool. So you heard him. We also got Daymok on the show. How you feeling, Daymok?
1: Oh man, I'm good. I'm still alive. I can only complain a little bit. Nice. And you heard him. We
2: got Co over there, or potassium hydroxide, however you want to call it. How you feeling, Co?
3: Feeling great. It's been a busy week, and uh, yeah, wait to see what happens with my apartment.
2: I heard, man. I hope. Congrats. I hope everything works through and, and mm. you know works out.
3: Yeah, getting the pre-approved and uh, put my security deposit in now and waiting for more paperwork. Just more and more paperwork.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> and we actually have
2: a very a, a voice from, from GNA past, somebody that you haven't heard in a very long time. And you might actually take your headphones off and clean your ears out after you hear his, his sultry voice. Or he might rub one out. No, it's not blue. No. We got Shadow on the show again, man. How you feeling, Shadow?
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll finish. It's been like four weeks, guys. Come on.
2: Yeah, and then it was like six weeks before that.
4: Yeah, I know. I'm back. I'm back <laughs> full time again. <laughs> I swear, my, uh, my biggest uh, problem in life disappeared. It was glorious. Well, I was on vacation, too. So you, you came back and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, I got
2: like- niceness when I get back.
4: I don't need to search. Yay. Life is great, <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. Oh, what do you got? Sorry. Also, I just started the process for buying a house today, so yay! Oh, did you already find one? No, no, we oh, just oh, literally no. started.
2: Oh, oh, oh we well, said buying a house. Usually, <laughs> when you're starting the process of yeah. buying a house, you found a house to buy.
4: No, no, <laughs> we we met with a realtor group today. God. All right, all right. You're getting like you you just you're, you're shooting a shotgun without loading it again.
2: Oh, that's me. Well, it's blanks anyways, but yeah. I know. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. We we actually have no specific topic tonight, but we got a ton of news articles. And there's a bunch of them that I actually really want to discuss a little bit. So, if you're hoping for some meaningful conversation tonight on some really profound topic where we really just dig into a single... Yeah, you're fucked. Just move on. No!
1: No! God <laughs> fucking damn it, no! There's a single topic that should be discussed tonight. <laughs> I don't care about the news. We're going to get into
2: that, Dayamok. So, first uh, first thing, most important thing, what is everybody partaking in? And we changed it from partaking in because of you, article. And we love you, man. Hope to help have you back on once school uh, dies down a little bit for you. But, what is everybody partaking in? Let's start with the lamest... Since we already know what it's gonna be. Shadow, what are you what are you partaking in?
4: I'm partaking in this delicious, delicious. It's this red colored drink known as Hawaiian punch, baby. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: I thought you were gonna go with code red again. I'll just be like it's code red. It's gonna be code red, it's code red.
5: Brought me some Hawaiian punch. Nice.
2: And I guess I'll go second since I'm going to be lame as well. I am drinking Sprite Zero. And a whole lot of it. I (laughs) got to be up stupid early to drive, so... Never stopped you before. Uh, No, no, it didn't stop me before, but I'm going to have other people in the car, so not to risk their life. All right, all right, don't need another minivan
0: incident. No, no. But uh, what are you drinking, Cyber? I am drinking something new. Something uh, that really caught my eye. Um it is ten years of hugs. Uh big hug um Imperial Stout. Uh it is brewed with coffee and vanilla. It is put out by um half acre brewery. Um the the can is just insanely graphic, but the taste is very delicious. Um it makes me think of a vanilla latte in flavor from front to back nothing but that uh like vanilla flavored coffee latte kind of taste um it's really good I, it is very very well worth a a get especially if you uh like kitties on your can oh man i'm i'm a sucker for pussy Right? I'm drinking pussy right now. Nice.
2: What about you, Ko? What are you drinking tonight, man?
3: Oh, I started off the night with a, a four pack. It's called Banana Bread Beer from uh, Wells. And it's not bad. It has a banana bread taste, surprisingly enough. And a then.
2: Ba- oh, a banana bread taste?
3: Yeah. It, it has an aftertaste of banana bread. So, like a Hefeweizen? Uh, let me see what it says. Uh. Didn't tell me the type of uh, beverage it is. I was just yeah. thinking that
2: Daymok really likes banana
1: bread. Daymok does really like banana bread, but I've had banana bread beers, several of them, and some of them are good. Mm-hmm. Most of them are bad. Uh. Yeah, I haven't found one that actually tastes like banana nut bread because that's
3: actually my favorite. I think I've, I think I'm tasting a little bit of, of nut, like almond or something in it. Uh, I would say you have to give it a try. I think it was like eight bucks. I got it at Food Lion, surprisingly. Um, but I also went and got Golden Monkey, but they weren't now they they were they were out of the original. So I'm sitting here with Sour Monkey.
1: Ooh.
0: I just want to say, uh, Damoc. If you ever find your way up in this neck of the woods, I will take you to a place that has a beer
1: that is very, very delectable that tastes like banana nut bread. Fuck you, dude. Um, you're going to bring that shit down for your birthday. I can do that.
2: Sounds like we've got a date.
1: Oh, it's more than a date, baby. I'm going to kiss this man like fucking lick. like. <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to be good. It's gonna be a
2: massa nut and tub trip all over again. What about you, Damoc? What are you drinking, man?
1: Ah, uh, um, how slurred are my words right now? I you're think you're pretty you're okay. good for a majority of them. Uh, I'm pretty good because I mean I have been drinking uh, a lot. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think right now I'm on Voodoo Ranger, but I drank the six pack of Ninety Minutes and then. I had a couple extra of uh, the double dogs, so if I don't make it to the podcast, it's not my fault. It's Cecil's fault. He introduced me to beer, and I was an innocent angel before all of this.
2: I'll take I'll take full responsibility for that. It's the biggest fucking lie I've heard today. <laughs> all right, next segment: State of Games. State of Games is where we. Talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we we'll just pontificate about, you know, wh- how we feel games are in general, which, uh, I actually, I, I, I spoiler, I played some games this week, well, let's go around that room. Damoc. what is your state of games, man?
1: I've been playing Revenant from the Ashes all week. I got stuck on that fucking game. God damn it. It's good, hard, I die a lot, but it's good.
2: It's like a Souls game, but it has it's like it's like a third person
1: shooter Souls game versus melee. So I okay confession time. I've never played any of the Dark Souls game. I tried to play the first one, and it doesn't support computer all that well, so it was pretty bad, Um, and I kind of gave up. So I never played any Dark Souls game. I picked it up. Everybody said it was a Souls like shooter. It's third person. The death, from my understanding, in Souls is that you lose Souls, and it fucks you up, and blah, blah, blah. This one, you go, you collect a bunch of stuff, you get raped by the bosses, you die, you keep all the stuff that you collected, and it just resets all the enemies in a random pattern. And the best part about the game, and I'm really excited for this, the replayability is phenomenal. It randomly generates Every game, and if you don't like the way that your game generated, you can go in and clear it out and start from scratch from where you were at, and it randomizes the rest of all the levels. This sounds interesting. What was the name of it called again? It's Revenant Lost Souls. Yeah, it totally looked interesting when uh, I think when you posted earlier. Sorry, Revenant from the Ashes.
2: Yeah, it totally looked interesting. And I like the idea of it being difficult like a Souls game, but not as punishing with the death.
1: Yeah, that's the... I mean, I die a lot. I don't. It spawns random bosses, like when I'm in the sewers taking out these little bitches and doing stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah, and all of a sudden the music just... I'm like, oh, fuck a boss thing. And this dude that has these double swords just comes out, and you have to like wait for him to open up because he's bulletproof and... Uh, dude, it's a pain in the ass and I haven't like been glued to my keyboard and mouse and like jumping in my chair trying to get shit done and be like, son of a bitch, in a long time. It, it's been a lot of fun.
3: I've never nice. heard of it. I'm just realizing it came out. Like, when did it come out?
1: I think on like the 20th or a couple days after that. Okay.
2: What about you, Shadow? What's your state of games, man? Oh good
5: the check from Nintendo finally cleared. Sweet. Uh sorry, what was the question?
2: Uh of games, what's your oh. what's your state of games?
5: Oh, uh yeah, so I I took the Nintendo Switch with me to Germany and man, Nintendo sure knows how to make a a gaming experience super portable and stuff. So it was a great asset to take for the long train rides and plane rides and I picked up Nintendo's Breath of the Wild. And played that again for felt like the very first time. Nintendo is doing real, real good.
3: I want to touch on
2: that. Th- that sounds like a plug. What? No, so no. I don't know what you're
3: talking about. I want to touch on that. I don't like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> that is that
5: is blasphemy.
3: I I have been punishing myself by trying to play that game, and I don't like it. <laughs>
5: Sir, okay. we will have words about this after the show. <laughs> <laughs> the attorneys will be speaking with you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean player base.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be I'll be put up on the stake. Mm-mm.
2: <laughs> what about you, Cole? What's your state of games, man?
3: Oh well we um we tried out No Man's Sky Beyond just a few days ago. And it has made some massive improvements. I'll give them that. But it still feels like it's, it's just lacking something. And I, and I don't know what it is. Like like well, maybe a reason to, to play it? I don't know. So I, I guess, yeah, I guess the
2: question is what are you looking for of the game?
3: You know, it, it's got the exploration, which I enjoy. And you know, it's got building, but when I was sitting there doing the building or testing out that, I realized how costly it is to, to build a I think even a uh, it was a two by two base, it t- took um, 400 resources to build it. And so, if I want to do a massive structure, well, I can go into creative mode and take advantage of that, but realistically, that would take me. Many hours to go through and, and do that in, in a standard survival version.
2: Like, yeah, I, I can I can definitely agree with you there. Um, I I always did find so I'm not I'm not so big on base building personally, so okay. I didn't really explore base building all that much. But I I do agree with you. As soon as I did dive into base building, actually with Damont the last time, the 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 time that he and I were playing, I dove into base building and I I found that it was in, incredibly costly to build even a small base but on the flip side of that while it was costly the planets that i dropped on were extremely well populated with materials so i i could make a very large base and not have to move very far to collect my materials
3: and what is with that starting point from my first three planets? <laughs> Dude, like, okay,
2: so the only planet that you had that was amazing was that one that had the fossils on it. And, Damoc, mm-hmm. you remember those friggin' ancient fossils, how much money we made off of that?
3: Oh,
1: my God.
2: Yeah, those, those like, having a planet in your first solar system that has fossils mm-hmm. is friggin' amazing. However, to have to transverse a, a, a fucking planet that's literally raining acid on you 24/7. That's a pain in the
3: balls. Yeah, I mean that is the downside. I mean the positive is is that once
2: you start exploring farther away, you find like and I won't tell you that oh you're going to find so many lush planets and no, you're not. You're going to find a lot of fucked up planets and a lot of <laughs> fucked up things on some fucked up planets. Like you you would you'll go to some planets and you will literally think that Star Lord just lived there and he was a god creating really weird shit because that's what's on that planet Hmm. best one ever I went to a planet that had these floating orb things which when I scanned them they said that they were living beings as and they said that they weren't dangerous next thing I know as soon as I get near one it explodes and like takes almost all my health away and I'm like I thought these were supposed to be docile <laughs> oh god yeah you find some really weird shit out there
3: yeah, definitely.
2: Well, I mean, I'm 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 glad that you I'm glad that you at least in, enjoyed you know some of the improvements that they made. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And they, yeah, you know, I I I completely agree. They've got a long way to go before they have a really really perfect game, and I don't know if they could ever really get there. However, I think it all depends on what you're trying to get from the game, um, on what you're really going to find. Like, well, look, like, that's why I ask what you're looking for in the game, because you might be looking for something that just won't ever be there.
3: It's very true. That is absolutely true. And if it's solely exploring, then it definitely fits that niche, you know?
2: Yeah, the Um, thing that I'm hoping for is that they give a little bit more, a little bit more reason to try to, so, so you, the original quest was to go and fly to the center of the universe. Yeah, and then there was another quest that they had for the I think it was Atlas Rising or something where you had to go track down the Atlas story quest line thing. Mm-hmm. But even even with both of those storylines that are in it, there's I don't know that just doesn't feel like there's a lot of reason to explore either one of those storylines. At least not yet. Maybe maybe something will come later on, but I don't know. You know, that, it, that's my big gripe.
3: That's one of the nice things, like, if I compare this game to to Minecraft, yeah, it doesn't have ma- uh, planetary exploration, you have mods, and I think that's kind of one of those things that's just lacking from the game, like, No Man's Sky, it could, it could really favor a, a nice modding community.
2: Um, there is actually a fairly large modding community.
3: How much can it actually mod the game, and be multiplayer at this point, because I think is are, are the two things i'm looking at
2: so the one one of the so some of the cool mods that i've been seeing is they'll take so there's like a cap on how tall plants can get mm-hmm. they they've actually taken they've modded it out and made it so that they the plants can actually grow a lot higher like the trees and stuff can actually grow like redwood size instead of being so limited on their size mm-hmm. as well as especially on, on a lot of plants, you'll find that the population of plants is really small, like you'll get pockets of where there's little, like little pockets of plants, but you don't really get big, vast forests like like the Amazon or something like that. Um, a lot of the mods that I was seeing enhance that in a multitude of different ways. I'll see if I can track one down. Okay. Uh, but anything else for your state of games? No, no, nothing particularly new. All right, very cool. What about you, Zyber? What's your state of games there, man?
0: Uh, my state of games is null. I have not played any games, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm pretty lame. Yes, yes, good sir, you are lame. I just haven't really found anything that's truly caught my fancy. Um, Anything I have been playing, I've stopped halfway through because it's gotten a little mundane. So that's that's where I'm at. I hear you. There are there are uh there's a lot of
2: bloatware out there and I have been I have been personally searching for a game that is going to scratch that itch for me. Um and I have several itches. One being an exploration itch which No Man's Sky scratches that itch a bit, but still there, you know, I I agree dangerous. <laughs> uh so I don't have nearly as much love for Elite Dangerous as you do, Damoc. Um, the exploration in it, I find, is very it is nowhere near what I'm looking for. Uh, You're I'm, wrong. I'm I'm looking for more like a Starflight, Starflight Two type of exploration, where I can kind of go out there, search planets, really dig into dig into some things, kind of almost Starbound-ish. No Man's Sky hybrid ish with a massive story behind
3: the whole thing. Yeah, my my experience with Elite Dangerous wasn't too great.
2: (laughs) It's a beautiful game. Elite Dangerous is
3: absolutely gorgeous. You can't you can't fail and looking at a black screen. You're absolutely right. (laughs) I,
2: I literally would sit there in the docking bay and just rub one out on my keyboard just of how beautiful it looked.
0: Because it's a beautiful game. Um See, my thing with the game is, sure, it's amazing in VR, but trying to do the controls as I was, it really took away from what I feel the game could be. Um, so, yeah, until I get the Thrustmaster stuff, yep. I, I can't do it. Yeah, like that's right there. I want, I have
2: stopped playing Elite Dangerous only because I want to get a proper setup with a proper flight controls and I really want to immerse myself in that game because I feel that that's what I really need to, to make that game fun. Because other, otherwise, I mean, not that the game is not fun, but for me, the things that I'm looking for out of it, it's not scratching that edge. Um,. And there's been a lot of... I've been searching for a while. However, there is one itch that I have, and I've always have, and that's for a a horror game. Um, And I'm going to get... I'm I'm, I'm probably going to get people not agreeing with me, and that's perfectly fine, because I am a sucker for horror games.
0: I love horror games. Didn't
2: you find one? Yeah, I did. So Man of Medan was released this week. And... I got to play it last night and I literally even though, you know, I get up stupid early, I don't sleep all that well, so I always try to lay down and at least be in bed for six hours. Like I, I, I may sit there and stare at the ceiling for six hours, but I force myself to just sit there and lay in bed and rest and not move. You know, so in D and D it would be like a really long short rest. But last night I said, you know what? This is released, I've been waiting forever. It's by Supermassive Games. Uh, it's the Dark Pictures anthology, and it's Ma- Man of a Dan. It's if you've played Until Dawn or if you've watched Until Dawn, it plays. It, it feels and plays just like that. Yep. Um, unlike Until Dawn, which I'm really I'm praying to God that they fix this. Even though for me, you know, I'm very patient when it comes to things like graphical glitches and stuff like that. I'm I've always been more of a story driven person. Um, and the story is interesting. I won't say it's fantastic because I don't believe it is, but it's interesting. And now judging by the name of it, the dark pictures anthology. My assumption is that there is going to be more stories coming and that eventually all these stories are going to somehow make one cohesive, like, Oh, there's a big picture here. My, that's my assumption. I, I, I could be completely wrong and I'm okay with that. But that's what I'm doing in my mind, kind of like what I did with Blair Witch when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. But the, the game, it plays like Until Dawn, which is definitely not a bad thing in my, in my book. Um, the controls are a little bit stiff, but Until Dawn's was a little bit stiff as well. So it, it plays more like, well, it plays exactly like I feel it's meant to be, which is an in interactive fiction. It's yep. it's not meant to be super quick response, you know, except for certain segments where you have quick time actions that you have to press stuff at a specific time, and those are all of that is perfectly on on like on par, you know, you, the quick time event, you hit the button, it, it responds exactly the way you expect it to, but like just the moving around and exploration, you're more kind of aiming your character that way, and they're doing a lot of different motions, and. It's- that's what I want to point out is that the motions in the game the actual character model movements are really rough they leave a lot yep. to be desired
3: they are they are very rough i I end up watching the the full playthrough I ended up watching some a youtuber who who played it all it's an interesting story I'm not gonna do any spoilers um I thought it was interesting I don't know what's with like endings to games, but I wasn't a fan of it. Um, So so that's why I love
2: Supermassive's games because mm -hmm. their endings, they all, like, everything that you do in the games, yeah, everything that you do in the game affects how your ending is. It's Mm -hmm. just like if you played Heavy Rain um, or Detroit Being Human, everything that you do accumulates to what's going to happen at the end. And that's what makes it, that's what makes it so interesting for me is that, It's like those choose your own adventure books that I don't know about you guys, but I loved those things as a kid.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that it's it's identical to a choose your own adventure.
0: So uh, does it require uh, duct tape? Go left. Does it not require duct tape? Go right. Yep. That kind of.
2: So, yeah, in in a lot of senses. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, turn to page 472. If you're going to do this, turn to page 122, if you're going to do this, it has a very, very similar feel to that. In fact, I'm pretty sure when they sat around a table and said, Hey, how, what game are we going to make? They just looked around and said, why don't we make a game? That's like a choose your own adventure book. And they just went, yeah, I love those things. And then they made this, mm-hmm. uh, or, or, made the original until dawn. So the, the game, and I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to give away spoilers or, or not something you're not going to find out in the first five minutes, but uh, the, the game starts off, and it, it switches between times. Um, so you start off just uh, just, after World War, or just in the middle of World War II, I think. Um, and some of the things that I want to point out are, the, are while the, the models themselves, they move a little bit funky, there are some also really, really great little aspects. Um, like, for instance... In one of the opening scenes you see a character called the curator walking through a hallway and they're doing, you know, like a whole montage thing with some heavy metal in the background and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Which I love that they started that whole scene off with the sound, the music. It really sounded like it was starting off like Until Dawn. Like the whole start of the music. I'm like, "Oh, this is exactly how the uh, how Until Dawn started. This is their music." And then they went right into some heavy metal. And I was like, "All right, I like that little bait and switch you did there. That was for the fans. I dig it. Uh, But there was a scene where the curator was walking through, and he steps on an old antique carpet. That if if you've ever had antique carpeting or been any place with antique carpeting, they have a very thick pad underneath it so that the carpet is, you know, not directly on the floor. It's on a piece of padding. Well, as the curator was walking through, you see him walking. He actually, you see him sink down into the carpet. And then they actually show a scene of his feet. I'm like, oh, they're they're showcasing this now. You actually see him as he steps. He sinks into the carpet, and it acts exactly like old antique carpet where you put your foot down, you stop, and your foot sinks for a second as you step. But then as you stand there for a second, it sinks down slowly as you just stand there, and you sink into the matting. Um,
0: oh, what do you got, Zyber? I just want to say, uh, from the sounds of it, we're not too far away from that uh, Black Mirror episode there, Damoc.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was listening to it. And I watched some gameplay of it, and it's kind of Black mirror
2: So the, the the little details in this game are the things that I find very, very impressive. Um, water honestly could look better, which I'm surprised on that. But the textures that they have on all sorts of different things. And I want to point out marble. Marble looks like marble in this game. Mm-hmm. It, it It looked... I was, I actually, it was one of the first things I saw and I got blown away of like, holy crap, this really looks like marble. Uh, Painted floors, like they have um, in one of the places you are, you have a, you're in an environment where it's all metal, you know, it's metal walls, metal floors, metal ceilings. When I stopped and looked at, you know, when I really dug down and I looked at the different textures, the metal floor looked identical to the metal floor that it's, 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 it's mimicking. You know, I, I, I'm trying, again, I'm trying not to give away spoilers here on where you are, but the metal floor looked exactly like I remember seeing it as both a kid and an adult, it's like, holy crap, they really, they took their time, I think, to make some of the finer details. Now, in my opinion, I think they should have spent a little bit of that time that they were doing for the finer details and worked on how the characters moved. (laughs) Because one of the things that drives me absolutely nuts from this game, and it's probably my biggest gripe, is when you're talking. Yep. Somehow they managed to, like, lock... The character model's head, so that it doesn't move out of frame. And I can think of a billion reasons why they did it, but it makes when the characters talk, it makes some of the clunkier lines seem even worse it's because like
3: unnatural.
2: Yeah, the body language isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're talking, and you know, just as we're sitting here talking and we see people move, you can see people's heads moving side to side, or back to front or they're leaning forward a little bit they're leaning back in 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 Man of a Dan it it's you know it it's almost like they they forgot that part and they just they focus on keeping the character's head in the same spot for aesthetics or technicality or something I don't know but uh, that that drives me nuts
3: and and from my experience from watching the full thing uh, the curator himself i think was the most detailed, both aesthetically and, I guess, animate uh, and animation-wise, he he definitely had the the best details put into him. Uh, I agree completely.
2: Agree completely. Uh, his, his motions, his body—that he actually had body language as a model. So I agree. I agree with you completely. But I'm I'm getting off too much on a tangent here. <laughs> Check the game out if if you like if you like interactive fiction. If you're a fan of it. Go check it out. If you were a fan of Until Dawn, go check this out. Um, If you don't have patience for minor visual technical issues, and when I say minor visual technical issues, there were some scenes where something would be in frame and you could see it and you would turn slightly and it would vaporize from frame. And you're like, oh, that was just there a second ago. And then all of a sudden it comes back. Uh, specifically I can think of there's a buoy, a dive buoy, that should have, I think what they were trying to mimic was the buoy going underwater and coming back out of water, as they often do, but I think what was happening was as soon as it went underneath that plane, it was a very hard, okay, this is now not visible, to, oh, it's visible again, versus it being a transition between the top and bottom of the water. So I think I think that probably what was going on there but check it out if not watch it. Uh, I'm really excited about trying out the multiplayer aspect of it because there is a multiplayer aspect of it which Until Dawn did not have where you can actually play two players all the way through the whole game where one player one, one player controls one character, the other player controls the opposite character or you can play what's called a I think it's called like a couch or, or a movie theater night where you get you can have up to 5 people sitting on a couch And one person plays one character. And then like the old school days where we used to play as kids, you pass the controller off to the next person and then they control that character. So I'm interested to see how that all works out. All right. Enough of me. Enough of of my ramblings there. Um, News. News is the next segment. And we're going to kick right into, I think, something that Daymok is super excited about talking about. And we skipped last week because, well, we couldn't watch it last week. However, this week we could because they released the video.
0: Yes, they released the video for the new Charmander dildo.
2: They did, and it looks amazing. So, Damok, I really want to know, what are your feelings on this new Charmander piece?
1: Oh, my God, dude, just buy it. That dildo is fucking amazing. It made me come in my pants just looking at it.
2: (laughs) No. Obviously we're talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven. Oh, they released <laughs> gameplay. That's fucking amazing. God, can I steal that? I wish I could steal that. Anyway, Cyberpunk 2077 release new gameplay footage. Uh I got you know, I only got to see about a minute and a half of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I It's fourteen minutes fucking long, I, dude. Just fucking I know, sit down
2: I and watch it. I would okay, it was a long day at work and I didn't get an opportunity to watch it when I got home. Just just shit happened. So, anyway, I got to watch about a minute and a half of it. And what I did get to see was a little bit of gunplay. And that was my complaint last time. Because my, you guys, Damoc, uh, you got to remember.
1: So, I know that gunplay was your issue. And you were worried that it was going to go too slow and be played out in a certain way. And that does not appear to be the case with the new gameplay footage.
2: And I agree completely. So my my big gripe was that it, the way gunplay looked, when we first saw it, which was really early code, uh, it looked it looked a lot like they took a melee game and they slapped on guns to it, and then they tried to make it as iron scopia or iron sightsy as possible. And that was my big gripe is that it it just it felt and looked that way. Seeing what I saw of the gunplay this time around, I think it's much more polished. Um, personally, I don't think it's quite exactly where I want it to be, but it is much more polished than it was, and I don't think that I would have an issue playing this game now. But did did everybody I get a, a chance? Lot. To, yeah, did did anybody else get a
0: chance to watch it? Because I know as soon as I give it to Damoc, he's 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 got he's got <laughs> stuff to say.
3: So I, I did see it.
0: I uh, I did not. I I'm hard passing on anything else for this game, um, for my own personal reasons. I don't want to hype myself up.
2: No. Hey, dude, you know what, though? Understandable. I can understand not wanting to hype yourself up. I fully understand not wanting to hype yourself up. There are plenty of games out there that I have said, you know what? I'm turning off the hype. I'm walking away. In fact, No Man's Sky was one of those games. So all of the backlash that they got when I first bought the game, I completely didn't understand because I'm like, Alright, well, this game is an exploration game. That's what I expected it to be, and that's what I've gotten. So, what is everybody freaking out about? And then I went back and rewatched everything. So, I I completely understand not wanting to get hyped up.
3: But, you said you had something on it? So, I watched... Was it Gamescom trailer last year? I think they released it at Gamescom? Uh, Or was it E3? Yes. It was E3 and Gamescom. We talked about this a little bit recently. The graphics aren't as good as they were in the trailer previously. They look, to me, muddier. And while it's not an issue overall, are are we going to see this point where... Uh, it's kind of like how The Witcher 3 happened. You know, they had the E3 trailer for that, and we didn't get that until I think almost a year after they actually released the Gamescom um, settings, where you could ter- turn on all the additional settings to, to unlock what we originally saw. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that's the case because to me it looks like they toned it down significantly.
2: Well, maybe they maybe they just didn't you know they didn't have a 1080 Ti to put it on.
3: Hey, you know, that that could be the case. I, I would I would like to think that you know they would be able to use the same equipment previous uh, this time around <laughs> as they did previously.
2: <laughs> well, they had to sell off something, man.
3: <laughs> it's true. It's it's been a long time since they released a new a uh, new game, so. I, I am still hyped for it. I, I can deal with it. it. It's not super bleeding edge. Like uh, you know, I thought it was gonna end up being. Uh, this this definitely seems that they have toned it back a bit so that more audiences can can partake in this experience.
2: All right. What about you, Shadow? Did you get a chance to watch it?
5: So the video that I just saw from CD Projekt Red about how well that they did porting The Witcher Three to the Nintendo Switch was amazing. <laughs>
2: Man, I hope that check was huge from Nintendo.
1: God damn it. Five dollars. Five dollars. Did your balls drop when you were in Germany? Cause like that voice, man, it's different. No.
2: It's sexy. It's still nasally. Oh no, there there's some there's some deepness to that voice. It's like you got a modifier <laughs> on, man.
3: Let's no, get...
5: I just reset up the mic again today though, so it's making knows. my nipples hard. It always makes your nipples hard. Too He's got a
2: butt plug in. I do. Actually, two.
5: Is it the Charmander one from yeah, Nintendo? Yeah,
2: it is. All right, GameLock. I've been I've been waiting to hear this, so that's why I didn't really mention it in chat. Give me your thoughts on it, man. How are you
1: feeling about it? All right. So, if you don't know, I'm super hyped for this game, and I disagree with Zyber, uh, respectfully. Because I do believe that this is a game studio that is not like Hello Games. This is a game studio that has a very proven track record of producing very high quality AAA titles. The Witcher 1, 2, and 3. Witcher 3 being the newest that they have. And it's fantastic. If you haven't played it, you really should take a look at it. Uh, I got into the Witcher series on the first game and I've just loved them. They've progressed quite a bit. I watched the gameplay video and I do agree with uh, potassium hydroxide or Co or whatever the fuck we're calling them now. Where the video does look a little gritty in certain aspects of it. But again, they talked about this is a middle sequence and then they cut a lot of sequences out of it so that they wouldn't show too many spoilers. Even though the trailer itself is a large spoiler And they still have eight months left. I think it's bug fixing and polishing. And that was a discussion that we had on it earlier. The gunplay looks pretty solid. I wasn't expecting it to be a heavy gunplay game. And I'm very excited to see that the gunplay looks good from what I'm seeing of it. I'm really excited to see that Netrunner portion of it. Because that's the character that I want to play. I want to hack into everything and just have a great time doing it, and yeah, the trailer came out, I already got a pre-order, thanks to Cecil, Uh, I'm really excited, I wanted to get the collector's edition, unfortunately that sold out on, what, like two hours after it was launched, and I can't get the cool stickers to go with it, to, you know, slap on my computer case and pretend that I'm cool, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. I loved everything about the trailer. I love the way that they went through it. They discussed every every aspect of what they were showing to you. They discussed why they weren't showing certain parts of it and just clipping it. I, I, yeah, I, I can't say anything bad about this game so far. I mean, there's a news article we can discuss later um, that is kind of eh. But you know what? I've had a deep discussion with other people and you know people in the household about it, and it is what it is.
2: I can respect that.
1: Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, it seems we got we got all the way across the board here. We've got we've got hype to. I don't want to be hyped. Which honestly, I, I agree. I agree with with both sides. You know, I agree. With, I I agree with Daimon getting hyped. I agree with Zaber was <laughs> Zaber Zyber not to get hyped. Um. Because you know what? Sometimes it's nice to just go into a game with no expectations, just like a, hey, I want this game. I've heard about it. I'm digging it. Going with no expectations, none of that. Oh, this is going to be so great. And then just being either pleasantly surprised or mediocrely disappointed.
0: I think that's one of the things right there that is uh, you know, really kicking me out of games because I feel like all this stuff is spoiling the game for me and it's like okay i already know this happens because i watched trailer i watched the demo of the game i watched the creator talk about the game what you can do i i need to get back into playing games without like this kind of stuff being thrown at you they're giving you too much in these uh psa's about the game these days that it's like okay um yeah it's like watching uh A trailer for a movie, and they give you all the money shots.
3: And I agree with you with that. Uh, You know, for example, uh, Man of Madame. I watched it, I watched it fully on YouTube. YouTubers and their Let's Plays, I don't have to pay for a a story of a video game uh, anymore. I mean, that's kind of like the downside. Like, I will not purchase a game... Uh, mainly because I'm not in it for stories, but secondly, is like if you're watching someone play a story-driven game, why play through it again if you already know the endings?
2: I I I agree with you 100, percent and that's one of the reasons why I try to stay off YouTube and watching people play games because of that, because I don't want to be uh, spoiled. And in fact, I don't know, I've probably said it before, but I've also I've oftentimes said, don't tell me about that. I want to get there myself. Um, but the only thing I got to comment, Ziver, and this is, this is not like a pick, but I can, I agree completely with that mentality. However, when you're on a podcast about, Hey, upcoming games and news, it's kind of hard to share news when you don't want to look at any of the games that are coming out.
0: That's why I leave it up to the other hosts (laughs) There, they, they pull in that bit and, uh, yeah, fill everybody else in. Where I can just uh, go off and uh, mute myself.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> go on a side tangent. Have you finally watched Endgame?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. I do not have 39.99 to throw on a movie, Great. and I'm not gonna rent a movie.
2: Whew! It's 39. Is it
3: 39.99? If you Blu-ray. Yep. I'm, is that? Blu-ray, oh, oh, right? for
2: Blu-ray, I'm like, it's like I could have swore I saw it for like 12.99 at Wally World. <laughs>
5: You know what else you can pick but a Wally World? A Nintendo Switch.
2: <laughs> well, we got the title. Sold out. Hashtag Nintendo.
0: Uh, speaking of Nintendo, uh, know what else you can buy at Wally World? And Target? And a few other places? Huh? Huh? Huh?
5: Is it things. Nintendo branded?
0: Collection of Mana.
5: Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: Another out. fantastic Nintendo Switch game. That has four games. Oh, boy.
2: All right. Uh, Moving on to the next segment of news. So we're going to kick into, we've got two articles here uh, under alcohol news. One of them I found extremely interesting. uh, And the other one, honestly, I did not get a chance to read. So we might actually skip past it if nobody else read it. But the first one man loses 40, 40, what the hell was it? 40-something, 44 pounds in 46 days by just drinking beer.
3: Repeat that again.
2: What? a, A man lost 44 pounds in 46 days on an only beer diet.
3: How did he survive on just beer?
2: So, ironically, they actually talk about it in the article. It was an old fasting technique that he read about from monks, where they would literally just drink barley beverages or beer and they would literally fast for x number of days by just drinking that and they would uh, su- supposedly it has super health benefits and all this other stuff that i mean with what i know about nutrition my brain goes well that can't be accurate however this gentleman actually did it uh lost a bunch of weight and actually is describing it has described his whole experience as coming back and Feeling like he was in his twenties again, and he's in his mid forties. I mean, well,
0: monks used to do it on beer, uh, gruelish porridge, and uh, semi-moldy bread. So, uh,
2: so the one he was actually referring to the actual the actual monk technique was just actually drinking a barley beverage or a beer. So it was actually, It was a true. Well, I guess about as true as fasting as you could
1: get without it just being water. But Damoc, you're shaking your head. Dude, he lost way too much weight, way too fast. That is super unhealthy. Now, if you were going to do it the right way, because there is a right way to drink alcohol as a diet. And it is exactly what we fed the... Well, I did not feed and we did not feed. But what was fed to the Egyptians and even though there is controversy over oh the slaves didn't make the pyramid bullshit the slaves didn't make the goddamn pyramids but yeah the way that they fed them it was, was aliens. yeah aliens blah 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 but you know they're saying it wasn't slaves and I'm like yeah you're not going to get a whatever anyways what they uh, Egyptians legitimately for a while fasted on their own alcohol but it was not like, oh, I'm going to make this new age fucking booze and I'm just going to drink booze and I'm going to lose, what was it, 44 pounds in 46 days? Like, dude, you're going to fucking die. That's bad. Your blood pressure
3: and everything should be fucking crazy. Yeah, that is an unhealthy uh, rate to lose weight. Absolutely. So what if, what if that gentleman weighed
2: 400 pounds when he started? And your point being what if he weighed 400 pounds when he started
3: and any large so, scale when you're talking about weight loss you don't want to lose i think it's like more than five pounds every three weeks or something you don't want to be excessive because your body can and i'm saying always will because he could be lucky on this and seems like he was but he, he could have gone through some negative side effects because of it, it puts a lot of strain on your body
1: so, we had this argument a little bit between me and Cecil on what's the correct amount of weight to lose. And he kept saying it's based on your body weight. And No, the no, World I, said Health it, I, said, Organiz- I said it was based on many factors, body weight being one. Body weight being the main factor that we actually discussed. And the World Health Organization, the United States, uh, what is the stupid uh, American Heart Association The European Association for the Heart, I can't remember their goddamn name, all of that completely disagrees and says the maximum. Now, if you're burning water weight, it's understandable to burn six to eight pounds in the first week or two. But you should be going for two pounds a week maximum. If you are losing more than that, you can cause serious side effects.
2: And that is based on a very, very broad scale general rule. That That does not apply to every human being. Because there's a whole lot of factors, including starting body mass, genetics, what diet they have, what body percentage they have of fat to muscle. So there's a whole lot and I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to bring in big name organizations to make yourself sound a lot make your argument sound a lot better than it is, but it's still incorrect. No, because, no, it, it's because not. Let, hold on, hold on, I let, you, I let you talk, give me a second, because there are de- all those different factors contribute to how much weight you can lose. There are people that can lose up to 10 pounds a week and still be perfectly fine, perfectly healthy, still maintain all of their muscle, well, maybe not all of their muscle mass, because on any weight loss program you tend to lose, um, but there are still plenty of healthy ways to lose a more than what you're describing of two pounds a week and still be perfectly healthy and be considered perfectly healthy. The rules that you're you're applying
1: to are completely generalized. And that's all- okay. I agree that they are generalized for the health benefits uh, based off of the average human. and it is what it is. But do you have anything that you can point me to that says that, you know, 10 pounds a week is going to be a healthy weight loss? Because even the people that get the, um, like, really overweight people. I know this girl that I worked with way, way back had the stomach stapled so that she could only eat so much. And she lost, uh, I think it was. I believe that's
0: called a gastric bypass.
1: Mm -hmm. One of three forms. Yeah, she got the, the stomach staples, the gastric bypass, and did that. And when she started losing six pounds a week, they were very concerned. And she was a very heavy set woman because she's not supposed to lose six pounds. She was supposed to be in the two to four section and going two pounds, you know, under, well, two pounds over what she was supposed to lose was actually very concerning. Okay, so you're going to use somebody who had a gastric
2: bypass, a surgery to force somebody to lose weight as an argument to whether losing more than that is healthy or not. When they have something physically done to their body that doesn't allow them to intake more than a certain number of calories because of physical limitations put on their body.
1: Well, I mean, even if you look at the Weight Watchers program and you do that, they're aiming for two maximum of three pounds a week of weight loss.
2: Understood, and, and and again, I'm not arguing that as a general rule that that is not something that you would target because, generally, to be on the safe scale, my argument is that you can lose that much weight and still be perfectly fine and perfectly healthy, depending on factors.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, that is the case, and it's a, it is a very much of a case by case basis. Uh, and and fortunately for this for this individual, he was one of those people who could do it. And obviously has done it through his method.
1: Well, we actually don't know any of that because the article was not long enough to see the health ramifications of him losing that much weight. And if you look at the pictures of him, the dude was not that big to begin with and losing that much weight. I'm not sure. 400 pounds? No, no, I, I, I don't think he was 400 pounds. I was
2: using 400 pounds oh, as a that's reference. Exactly. So, yeah, don't, don't, okay. don't take, don't take that extreme reference that I was using as a, uh, okay. as, as what his weight was. No, but the so, so the one, one of the big factors of, of weight loss and health is how the body feels. You, the human body is very, very distinct on telling you when something is wrong. Hmm. So if that person, so. The things that, 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 were, that were flags for me that say, okay, this man was doing it, he may have been doing damage to his body, that, that, I'm not, that I'm not saying he wasn't doing, he may have been doing it, but his description of the process, especially about him saying how he felt so much better and how he, the, the description of him feeling like he was in his 20s, now granted, I was drunk through most of my 20s <laughs> and most of my 30s, so if he was just drinking beer and he was attributing, I feel like I'm in my 20s because he's drunk all the time, okay, maybe, I don't think he meant that, though. I think he meant that he felt physically more like he was in his 20s, and that's a big flag for me to say that whatever he was doing was working out for him, his body, his genetics, everything that was going on in his small, you know, sphere of of being. He was now, but I will agree. Now let me let me let me backstep here. I will agree with you that if somebody told me that they had lost 44 pounds in 46 days, my first questions would be are you all right? Are you feeling okay? That's not really that healthy. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would take their, I, I i wouldn't go on the generalized rule of you should only lose two pounds. I would, I would ask them how they felt and see if there was something else or something wrong there.
1: I'll give you that one. I, I mean, I understand the human body is different for everyone and it reacts differently and you can lose more weight. You can lose less weight. Um, and I know that the general rule, and that is a very general rule across the board, is two pounds. It was just something that, I mean, 44 pounds in 46 days. Is like pretty excessive. If you, yeah, I mean, at that point, are you on chemotherapy and you're losing that much weight? Oh, no, no, I, I, as, as I said, I agree with
2: you. The first time I read that, it's like, wow, that's a lot of weight. And that's why I dug into the article. That's the thing that made the article so interesting to me because I was expecting something along the lines of Supersize Me where he gained, you know, he did something that theoretically, and I'm doing air quotes, theoretically, he shouldn't have gained a shit ton of weight on. But he did. <laughs> he did gain a shit ton of weight and felt horrible. And it took him forever to lose that weight because he did it—he did it a very specific way—and he did it, you know, that guy did it a very, very methodical and and slow, healthy way of losing the weight. And I say healthy because if you don't know how your body reacts and you don't know what your body's going to do, trying to lose that much weight in such a short amount of time could be very, very detrimental to you. Um, But like, I was expecting an article like that where. Oh, this, you know, this guy went through horrible health issues. But then when I read it and the guy's like, I feel great. I've lost a bunch of weight. I feel good. I'm like, holy shit. So somehow this man can process beer and live off of it. (laughs) Somehow. He managed it. I smell a
0: drinking contest coming up. Done.
2: All right. You and me, Damoc. Two weeks. Nothing but Beer.
1: No, fuck that, dude. I need to lose 50 pounds, but I ain't, uh, I ain't not doing a straight beer diet, dude. If I lost that much fucking weight that fast, like, I don't know. I've had my chest x-rayed, I've had CT scans, I've had my lungs fucking checked, my heart checked, my blood pressure, and I know I'm fat. I got it, but I'm perfect. Like, legitimately, when they measure it, when you're like, oh, it should be exactly like. I don't know what the it's like. Uh, is it one seventy over eighty or something like that? No,
2: like one seventeen over over sixty five or one seventeen yeah. over eighty. One twenty over over seventy, I think, is perfect.
1: Yeah, like, it's right something needed. like that. The nurse was just like, uh, "You're definitely not having a heart attack. Your blood pressure is perfect." So yeah, you're just, you're just big. You're not.
3: You're not. You not you do not have any health issues that come with it.
4: Yeah,
1: well, that's that's the thing
2: about so. You can be fairly large and not have health issues. However, mm-hmm. health issues inevitably come with obesity. True. It, it's one of those things that you, there might be nothing wrong now, and that's, that might be a genetic thing. You, you might not see those, those type of issues until, well, later on in your life. Um, but when they come, you know, once you get them, it's really hard to get rid of them. That's the problem.
0: That's why I have daddy's little helper. Oh, yeah,
2: get that, get that blood going. All right, uh, the next article, which, admittedly, I did, did not read. Um, the article is uh, from Brewfound, and uh, Gravemind posted it literally today at 6.42, and that's why I have not had a chance to read it. Uh, it is about Founders Brew Crow to release Canadian breakfast stout for, and I have to read the rest of it, uh, for the last time. So they're they're literally going to release this stout for the last time. Did anybody get a chance to read this article? Negative. Ah, you know what? Maybe we just hold off and, and go on and read this one next time around.
5: Readings for nerds.
2: Uh, yeah, that's like the middle initial of this show.
3: How would I know that? It's I got, know. He did our shirt. It's got 11.3 APV. <laughs>
2: I know, I just saw that. It, it It is, and it's a breakfast stout, which makes me super interested, because I, I do like stouts, and I have found that breakfast stouts... Ironically, I don't think you're supposed to eat them for, or drink them for breakfast, though. I don't know how, why that's named that way. But yeah, 11.3% by volume is the fifth and final release of the brewery's 2019 Barrel-Aged series. That even makes me want to try it more. Barrel-Aged? It'd be an interesting try. I don't know. I I, I think I would dig. You know, I'm, I'm finding that I'm liking a lot of the craft brewer stuff because... They're really going out on on a limb. The only thing I don't like about it is that several of the craft brewers that I try, they the consistency is not there. I will have a batch of beer, and next time around that beer will taste completely different. It's, you know, same same label, same everything, but it will be something completely different. Somebody's somebody's typing something there, and I I can't read what it's saying. I kind of
3: find that with Golden Monkey, it tastes slightly different depending on the <laughs> month or whatnot that I buy it. Maybe yeah, it's... yeah. I, f-
2: I found dog like I love dogfish head, but I found with dogfish head there's a very similar thing there. I will have like the 90 minute, and that's where I found it the most. I'll have a 90 minute one month, two months later I'll go grab a, a four or six pack of 90 minute, and it will taste different, and I'll be mm-hmm. and I will be disappointed different. So, but yeah, so this, it's the last time that they're going to be pumping that out. So. Um, what is this one here, Damon? You he posted it. first D and D player pushback. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see this. Oh, oh, oh! This is about um. This is about Gary. The, this is about like uh, the the mythos of the origins of D and D.
1: Yes, it's very interesting read. It
2: is. It's super long though.
1: And I agreed. It is very very long, but it is very interesting.
2: And I I read it. I read it almost. I think almost right after you posted it and honestly what I remember is that they went and they did a they they did a documentary and had a whole bunch of people talk about this guy and a bunch of people were like discounting saying well no it didn't quite go down like that he wasn't exactly the the you know the the father of of D&D it really more stemmed from and and I don't remember where they said it stemmed from
1: it's a it's a really long article. You really should read it. It's by Kotaku. It's a Dungeons & Dragons Deception of the First D&D Player's Pushback. And it's kind of like he was involved in it, but it wasn't really his thing. It was everybody else's. And he just kind of took it, ran with it, and got it published.
2: Yeah, it is a super interesting read. If you haven't checked it out, it's it's tracked there in Gamer News. It's, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely an interesting read. I, I got to go back and read it more. And honestly, we could probably spend a whole a whole episode talking about that single article. To be perfectly honest, maybe we'll do that. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe we'll. We do should. That. Maybe we'll maybe we'll circle back around on that one and uh, and make that like the full on topic because, dude, I I, I grew up with D and D, and I switched over to so many other ones and. I mean to be perfectly honest, I never really thought two seconds about who actually made it. I always just went, "It's fun," and that's that all—all all that mattered. Uh, the next segment, or the ne- sorry, next news article was. Hold on.
0: The, what? Hold what on. You, oh, I had something.
2: Oh crap! Sorry, I, I'm on the I'm on the actual article page, so I can't see everybody. <laughs> what do you got? Sorry, man.
0: I was just gonna say uh, I saw the documentary thing, um, that this one person did on D and D that talked about Gary and like his association with it and whatnot. It was actually about the guy that was making, um, the, uh, fucking printable series for Demox playing with himself. Um, he's pissing in a bottle. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go <laughs> Uh, keep going. Keep going, Zyber. Um, <laughs> they were making this, like, village and everything and they wanted to
0: show to him and make it, like, you know, <laughs> oh, and I'm coming up with kids
1: fucking uh, miniatures and he's... <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
2: I can't. Uh, I can't go <laughs> on. you broke Zyber,
1: man. <laughs> It's not so bad, dude. When you gotta pee, you gotta pee. God, that's not a lot, man. I would have well, filled white claw. I would
2: have filled that friggin'
1: bottle and then some, man. No, I just had to fucking pee a little bit. Is it fruity? It smells funny. Does it smell fruity?
2: Because if it smells fruity, you might be a diabetic.
1: Yeah, dude, it kinda smells fruity.
2: Oh, go get yourself checked.
1: Oh, it doesn't <laughs> taste fruity? Nah. It doesn't taste fruity at all. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, think, I think Zyver's actually going to die right now. I need well, an adult. Well played, Daymok. Well played. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, well played, man. Well played.
5: This prank sponsored
0: by Nintendo. <laughs> Pick up your copy of, uh, you know, the Mana game. Oh, God. At your local retailer.
2: So, the next news article was actually about the uh, it's this is a super I mean I say super old uh, this was a super old thing that came out a long time ago about the old bulldozer chip did you guys ever uh did you guys ever get that the or did you guys ever hear about the old AMD bulldozer chip the whole controversy around that
3: what was the controversy around that I had a bulldozer myself
2: so well if you had a bulldozer you actually might be able to get up to a thirty five dollar payout over their eight core uh, they were they were so so the advertisement for the bulldozer chip was that it was a true eight core processor when okay. the advertisers didn't quite get how technology worked so it was four core with two th- two threads making it eight logical processors but the advertisers were saying oh no this is the first true eight core processor mm. when it really wasn't so Honestly. big litigation came up against it.
3: Yeah, honestly, I'm not. I'm not too worried. It's it's 35 bucks to begin with, and uh, it's so long ago. I'm not even gonna dig it up because I don't even have the receipt for that thing anymore. I mean, or, or even have the processor to prove it. So I I couldn't.
2: You go ha- go ahead and click on that article and look at what they're actually requesting. You might be surprised. Well, let me look at it. Anywho, uh, I
5: bought like 12 of them.
2: So the, the big thing is, is that they they finally have settled out and said, okay, look yeah we screwed up <laughs> and now we're now we're gonna give everybody the difference and they have somehow calculated how the difference was gonna be of of what they would have owed people for it and and I don't i it, they said it in the article, but honestly when I read the article it was mid migraine and uh and math unfortunately is one of those things that goes completely away when I have a migraine, so I don't remember what the fuck it was, but they explained it in the article and it was it was interesting. But bottom line is, if you had a bulldozer chip, guess what? You might be entitled to $35 from AMD. Unlike what Equifax did, where they said, hey, everybody can get up to 100 and some odd dollars. Everybody signed up for it. And then they're like, hey, guys, uh, you may want to sign up for the, the credit monitoring instead because that's going to be a better deal. And a whole bunch of people came out and said, yeah, you want to do that. And now it turns out that uh, people who are signing up for the money think they're gonna get about 21 cents something like that i might be i might be off but it was some really stupid low like why did you even sign up for the money in the first place type of thing
1: uh i signed up for the money because opm got hacked several times and i already got free credit monitoring for the rest of my life
2: well let us know when that comes in if you when you get that check let let us know for exactly how much it, it was
1: Oh dude, they're not gonna give me jack shit, dude. I know that.
2: If you actually get a check for twenty-one cents, you got you got to just you got to post that. You know, edit out all the stuff that's important on it, but you got to post that because that's gonna be a fucking meme right there.
3: It kind of reminds me the yeah. It kind of reminds me of the the class section I had, uh, and I didn't even know about it at the time uh, with the Bank of America when they were abusing the uh, overdraft charges and they were intentionally holding your payments to overdraft individuals uh, through payments that were going through your bank. So when before I had started working I was at in, in school, you know, had I gotten money from you know my family was helping me pay for for school, um, if I went to go spend something and it potentially overdrafted and it had to, on occasion they would hold my payments wait for it to go over. And then hit me with those overdraft fees and then put my bank deposits into the bank. So I won that, got my money, not remotely close to the amount of overdrafts that were charged for me. Not oh, even yeah. close. It was like five bucks. And overdraft fees? Anywhere between 30 and $75.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's harsh. Yeah. Well, we got a, a few other news articles to get through, and and I hate to rush us through, but uh, next news article is actually about Google Home uh, is getting one of the biggest upgrades this year, or or biggest upgrade in year. Sorry, um, anybody get a chance to read this one?
5: No, but if it can do more than turn on and off my TV, that'd be an improvement.
2: So there is a a lot coming, and one of the biggest things that they're actually doing was something that they mentioned a a while ago. They're actually rebranding, so Google Home and, like, the Google Home Minis and all that stuff are going to be incorporating Nest, you know, because everybody knows that Google acquired Nest. Well, pretty sure they did.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's Google Nest. I'm pretty sure Amazon acquired Nest.
3: It's Google Nest now. It's in their article.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the Google Nest Hub Max is now what uh, what that's going to be. The Google Nest Hub. Previous confirmation: uh, the Google Home Mini is actually going to be rebranded as the Nest Mini. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. So remember, Amazon acquired Ring and like four other minor companies, and Nest got bought by Google. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So one of the big things that they're talking about for the new Nest Minis that are coming out is improved sound, a higher maximum volume, which is actually kind of nice, and better bass, which I don't know how much, I don't know what my bass expectation was out of the Google uh, Home Minis, or the Nest Minis now, that or whatever the hell they're called. But uh, I really wasn't expecting all that much. But the, the little detail that's coming along that I thought was really, really interesting is they are adding a 35 millimeter jack, or sorry, 35 millimeter jack, to uh to the the minis Hmm.
5: your decimal was way off there buddy
2: what 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 yeah (laughs) i know 35 versus 3.5 sorry um but that's like potentially so i could set up my google home mini and i could attach it to like a set of logitech speakers and have my google home mini act as like basically my stereo outputting to uh, like a, a set of logitech speakers or, or 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 another another preamp thing i don't know i see a, i see a lot of potential there now i'm just curious whether it could like, be an like input- like say
0: a uh, bose um system <laughs> yeah a bose system so, you know have that lovely bose quality <laughs> <laughs> audio bouncing into your ears
2: <laughs> you never did tell everybody what the actual headphones that you got were
0: yeah yeah they're bose <laughs> So hey and Bose, I'm waiting for that check. I uh, I say you got quality audio, so uh, that's me bumping you.
2: So I'm,
5: this the sponsorship cu- spa- is by Nintendo
0: <laughs> and Bose.
2: So I'm curious to see if that that 3.5 millimeter jack is going to be an input or an output. My assumption is an output, but I want to wait and see and see what happens. Oh, and it's also getting a proximity sensor, mm-hmm. which. Possibly means that you could incorporate it into like a home security system.
5: Like, legitimately, you want to know what we use our Google Home for, like 90% of the time?
2: Uh, playing the
1: GNA podcast.
5: Nope. Setting timers for our cooking and finding my damn
4: phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's all we use the damn Amazon uh, Echo for. That stupid big ass Echo that plays music nicely. All it is for, I swear to God, is to set reminders. And do timers for cooking.
2: Oh man, you guys don't like you you don't check traffic reports and shit like that.
5: No, my phone just sends me that every morning anyway.
2: Oh man, oh, there's so much that that thing could do.
1: Like, dude, your freaking Alexa it, it can it can play Skyrim. Yes, my Alexa can play Skyrim. <laughs>
5: you know what else can play Skyrim? Me. Literally anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, like literally.
5: Also, anything. In the Nintendo Switch.
2: Ah. Alright, next article. Uh this one I found humorous.
0: You're not Ooh. even looking, are you?
2: No, he is not. I told not. I've I told, been waiting. I, I paused. I told you I can't I'm in the thing thing jiggers. What do you got? Who who's first?
0: That's racist. Um Yeah. Uh I was I was just gonna say I'm deflated. Never mind. I, I I'll let Diesel go to the next article.
1: <laughs> Dale, did you have something? No, I actually paused just talking shit because Zyber did have his finger Th- and up that's for why a while been and was waving
2: end. it, waving it for you, but you didn't see it. And that's why I was pausing to make sure that nobody else had anything before I went on to the next article, but nobody said anything.
0: Yeah, like zero, 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 three seconds.
2: It was 0.42 seconds. Thank you.
5: Okay, you can't use any points anymore. You already failed with the 35
2: you, Shadow, you <laughs> literally sound like the guy off the murder party right now. That's how deep your voice is. Yeah, he
1: does. He really does sound like that.
3: Incidentally, but since, Cecil's
5: going to die now.
1: <laughs> but since uh, Zyber doesn't have anything to say, um, and we are still talking about Alexa versus the Google Home, Alexa is far ahead of Google. Okay, first off, we were not
2: talking about Alexa versus Google Home, but go ahead.
1: No, we were talking about the Google Home stuff, but then we started getting into the Alexa, and that's what I use my Alexa for, but Alexa is far ahead of Google Home. Alexa's had the ability to connect two speakers and do all of that for a while. Google is just now getting that. Now, that's not to say that Google's AI is you know, not superior to Amazon's because I'm pretty sure that it is, unless I've been misinformed somewhere. So hold on,
2: Alexis can attach hold to on. things other than Bluetooth speakers.
1: It's it's got a it's got a jack on it. Yes, some of them have the jack. Not all of them, but some of them have a jack. All right, just 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 checking, making sure. Because
0: I was going to say uh, the Google Homes. I have uh, four in this house, and they all sync through Bluetooth. I can have them all play at the yeah, same time. Yeah,
2: I mean, my, my, my Google Homes can play the same thing. I can sync up two or four. Actually, oftentimes I'll have all my Google Homes be playing music at the same time. So I walk from room to room, and they're all playing identical music.
0: Exactly.
3: I, I'm not a, a big proprietor of these things. I don't actually personally have one myself. But you know, they also have like Alexa. I know specifically has video streaming. Like you can do like essentially Skype calls through Alexa. Does Google Home have a version of it that allows for that? yes yeah with the with their hub okay
2: yeah alexa has a thing or or amazon has a thing called drop in Mm -hmm. where you can drop in on another hub when you've registered with it and all that stuff uh google just it's basically the same thing as their old hangouts or uh whatever it's called now for their video chat but anyways moving on to the next article uh, so this one I just thought was funny, and looking at the damn thing, I say, okay, yeah, I see why you would n- why you would ban that. So TSA has banned the Star Wars collectible Coke, coke bottles. Have you guys seen these things?
1: Oh, I
3: need to see this.
1: <laughs> they look like grenades.
3: Oh yeah, they do. Not
1: not just grenades. They are thermonuclear devices from Star they're, Wars. They're, they're the thermal grenades, shit, yeah. Man.
0: Yeah, this uh, article popped up in my uh, work at feed, or my feed at work, rather. God damn, these things are starting to kick like a mule. I, just, I thought it was um, funny
2: watching this. It was just amazing. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't checked it out, they, you can find them all over the place. Literally, <laughs> if you look at it, it looks like a grenade. It looks it like does. some sort of incendiary device or
0: grenade. Yeah, you just turned the cap to prime it. Oh, God.
1: I can see why they're banning it. It's understandable that they're banning it. It's sad because it's the thermal detonator from Star Wars. It looks like that with just an extra little piece for the cap on the top. And, you know, it can be easily mistaken, and I think it's more than eight ounces of fluid anyway, so you can't take it on a plane. True.
0: But he sure as hell mail them.
1: Oh, yeah. i <laughs> fun <to find> that.
4: <laughs>
2: Hey we, are, we already had that episode did, did you send ordinance
1: <laughs> Not yet but soon
2: All right uh next uh, our next news article we actually moving on to what the fuck news now And this one I totally get it I know why But what the fuck
0: Deathrow Records is now owned by Hasbro <laughs> Yeah yeah What the fuck Come on you need my uh, little hoodlums to replace My Little Ponies.
2: It, and so, so the logic behind it, Damoc, you got to explain the logic behind this. You you did so, so eloquently.
1: All right, so Death Row Records got picked up by One Entertainment, which is like a British company. One Entertainment got bought by Hasbro in whole. They bought all of One Entertainment. And the Hasbro just happened to pick up Death Row Records, which has been sold multiple times um you know it's got tupac tupac is still licensed under death row records and everything and every all the new stuff that they come out with of you know his basement albums and all that shit uh, still there and now it's all owned by hasbro and it was just it was just part of one entertainment they bought it and they went oh shit now we have it
2: i just thought i just read the article I read the headline and immediately went, What the fuck? This is
1: great. Oh, yeah. Isn't it, though? Isn't this is it great? Phenomenal.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is another one that came over my feed at work. And it, I laughed out loud. My uh, site supervisor I was like, What's so funny? I was like, All right. This guy's uh, in his 70s. I'm like, All right. You got to read this. He's a former cop. And he starts laughing and I think he's gonna about uh, you know, have a heart attack because he's laughing so hard.
1: Which yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the article. I read the headline, It was like no fucking way. Had to read into it deeper. Oh yeah And it was just because they bought one entertainment, they just happened to get Death Row Records with it, which is like the ninth or tenth time that Death Row Records has been sold to begin with. It's still funny. Hasbro could literally start making Tupac dolls and selling them,
3: <laughs> and I hope that they do. Where's a Tupac Monopoly version? Yeah,
2: <gasps> dude, Monopoly Death, Death Row
3: Monopoly. Oh yes. God!
1: You're, Hell yeah, dude. dude! Instead of free parking, is Thug Life, and we could just go from there, dude. And and all your little characters are
2: like little Tupacs and stuff. It would be amazing. Oh. Oh, and you can do drive-by shootings
0: when you go onto other people's properties? Oh, yeah, no. your
2: hotels. Oh, God, this is amazing. Hasbro, if you are listening, you have to do this. You've already got people who are going to buy it, and we will pimp the hell out of that to the, like, two people that are listening right now. We will, like, pimp the hell out of it. Oh, God. All right, last news article that we have for the night. And then we'll check to see if we have questions, which I honestly didn't even check. But I'm not going to be doing frigging shots again. That was a bad night. Uh, the next one, this one actually does get me just scratching my head and going, what the fuck? Like, like the Hasbro one, that was just like a comedic, what the fuck? This one actually has me scratching my head. Um, so I'll read the headline and and I know this is going to spark a debate or if it does, you know, it does, but, uh, my expectation is that it's going to spark some sort of debate. But children born to U.S. service members overseas will no longer be granted automatic citizenship.
1: So now I posted that not to spark a political debate. I thought it was just very interesting and a very big change of policy. No,
2: no, and I have to apologize because the way I read that when I was at work was it looked like it looked actually. I didn't even get to even look at the article. All I read was that could be really that could be really political if you know if we turned into an argument. And then a couple lines later, it was like yeah, this could be too political, and day mock and I'm like, well, that that sounds like you're baiting somebody, dude. And I was wrong. I read it incorrectly, so I apologize. That was on me. I read it incorrectly. Um, but I agree. This is definitely a what-the-fuck news. Like, this is... And, and you could get super political on this, but, you know, without without diving too deep into there, what the fuck? Like, that's been... that that, that That's kind of been one of those things of just America in general has said, "Yeah, your, you know, your your parent or parents are U.S. citizens, so you immediately like every
3: country does that." Well, they don't. They don't automatically imply that your parents would be U.S. citizens. I mean, I, I could see. You know, I would have to read further into the, this policy. But if you go overseas and your significant other is not from. America, how would you handle that properly? Like... Well,
2: notoriously, and this is not just going by America standards, this is also going by like Europe. Most of the countries in Europe that I've, mm-hmm. that I've been to or experienced. If one of your parents is of that nationality, like let's take UK, England, mm-hmm. one of your parents is English and you're born, you actually have rights to claim English citizenship. Sure. So just because I wasn't born there, one of my parents is a citizen there. So those rights immediately get extended to me. Now, England's a little bit weird because and, and they've rewrote a bunch of rules. So I may be wrong now. The rules may have changed. But when my daughter was born, if I had registered her birth, because technically I have rights to claim citizenship in England and I've, I've been registered over there and all that fun stuff. When my daughter was born, if I had gone at that time and registered her with the British consul, she would have the same rights that I would have had and had that extension over where I could have, where she could have requested British citizenship.
3: Now, I wonder if this excludes Hold on. Yeah. So. Yeah. The
1: article's vague. It is it, very. Vague. It doesn't it doesn't cover everything. The policy is not actually fully written as of right now but it is very interesting change because it specifically, it doesn't go after everything, but it specifically kind of targets U.S. soldiers or U.S. military because not everybody's a soldier, right? But it's specifically targeting uh, the military. And government. And saying, yeah, and government. If you go overseas and you get pregnant and your child is born overseas then you have to apply for citizenship for your child Mm -hmm. which can get into foreign policy of what we're doing with immigration and that's where it can get political if it wants to get argued i have no interest in arguing it um but i do see it kind of weird and like I'm not sure. They don't make detailed explanations enough of the full policy that is there at the moment. And I see Cecil posted it. That's not the full policy. Um, I've actually looked into it. I have family overseas that are obviously U.S. citizens working for the, the government. And they're not even sure on their briefs of how it's actually going to work. Because if the child is born on a military base or a U.S. Embassy hospital that is technically American soil and automatically by birth gives it to the child as citizenship. If you are American citizens and you're stationed for whatever reason over there as government employees and you give birth at a local hospital because... Maybe the embassy or the military base does not have a functional hospital for childbirth. That's where it gets really, really convoluted, and they're not quite sure of how they're doing that. So,
3: from what the article states, is that any U.S. territory within a foreign nation currently, or temporarily, is deemed not U.S. soil, according to that article. Uh, That's interesting, because my father was... uh, born in france so had this come out a long time ago i would not technically he would not have technically been a u.s citizen so you say that that's not the entire policy but
2: ah, uh, this is literally stamped and saying it's the entire policy and it's got references right, and- to the other policies that it relates to so i'm pretty confident this is the entire policy
1: Right, except that's not what is actually being briefed to, uh, I, I know a couple friends overseas, and I asked immediately. I saw this from um, Jackie, who we used to work with. She was posting it. We actually got into a good discussion about it. And then I reached out to a bunch of people. I got family over there. I got friends. And that's not what is truly being briefed to them just yet because the policy is not quite set in stone. They need to hash out some details of it and what it is and put the paperwork in place and how they're going with it. So as much as it looks official and, yes, that's what they're laying out as the policy, not all of it is 100% finalized. Well, I can
2: agree with that, but this is literally dated August 28th, 2019. It's got the proper numbering on it. It's off of the U.S. government website. Now, I could agree, it's pro- it might not be what's being briefed, but... I mean this is this has got all the official markings that would make it would make it the policy. I know this does just say updates, so this isn't so if you're saying that this isn't the entire policy as in there's parts of it missing, these these are just the updates that are being done to the policy. Not the entire like so chapter I think three and five and six are missing. But I think that's because those chapters are not
1: being altered. Right, which I guess is making it kind of muddy at the moment. They're still trying to figure it yeah, out because okay. you can't just do it. I know there's the, the big hashtag of, you know, Trump hates the military and all of that going and they're trying to figure it all out. Um, you know, it's really weird. So they're not quite briefing all of this just yet. As soon as they do, because I have a whole bunch of questions about it. Like what the fuck and how is this going to work because it's a major shift in U.S. policy and technically it's foreign soil and then it becomes U.S. soil because it's a military base and blah, 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 blah. Uh, But yeah, I understand where it's seen. I've read it. It looks interesting. um, And I don't want to drag. It's kind of hard to talk about this one without dragging in too much politics. We can't hear you, buddy. Yeah. So just to clarify,
2: we are, uh, you know, everybody has their own personal political views, and we all do. We all have our own per- personal political views here. But this, the GNA, is not a political podcast. So we try to steer away from it, only out of respect for people who are listening and quite possibly have a strong political feeling one way or another. Uh, we we try not to go down that route, only because the GNA in general. Again, this is not a political podcast, so the GNA has no political views. So I don't want anything to be said and for somebody to assume, oh, well, that's the way the GNA thinks. We're a bunch of drunks. That's how we think. That's pretty much it. If you're looking past anything of that, then you may have come to the wrong place. But I completely agree, after reading that, of what the fuck. Like, that is definitely a what the fuck news. And I hope, I hope for a lot of different reasons that this gets revoked revamped or, or something because i mean literally every other country that i can possibly think of and and hey if i'm wrong send some information about countries that aren't doing it that way but pretty much if if a parent doesn't matter where that parent is if that parent has a child usually those countries let them you know they literally say hey you're you're uh, you're a child of that person that person is a member of our country so you have, right, you, have, you have rights to claim citizenship. Now, what I'm curious, and I haven't read the whole thing through, it says that the, the article as well as the policy is stating about automatic citizenship. So in general, like the thing that I explained with England, I don't have automatic citizenship just simply because I, my fa- I was born and my father is English. I have to actually go and claim citizenship. Now, the drawback to that So in all technicality, I would be a dual citizen because I can claim citizenship there, but I have citizenship here. If I go over to England at any point in time and say, hey, I'm claiming my rights. I want to do this. They'll say, come on in, man. You're good. However, if I do that, America immediately goes, oh, guess what? You're not American anymore. Bye. Um, So America is really weird that way because England's like, we don't give a shit. You're you're a citizen of America. Go ahead. You, You go have fun. You can still come over here and do whatever you want. You have those rights. I'm like, oh, cool. But America is like, big old F As soon as you go over there and you... Dude, even if I went over there and I like voted in a local town thing, like, hey, we're voting on whether to put this pub here. And I said, yeah, I think we should do that. If I actually get caught doing that, I could lose my citizenship here.
1: Well, you can have dual citizenship in the United States.
2: You can, but as soon as you claim rights in another country,
0: you lose your citizenship in America.
1: Yes, you are correct. It... It's We've, a big
0: difference between citizenship and residency, too.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Super, super yeah. big difference. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting system. We'll see where this actually goes. I, in the current environment that we are in, I know where this is coming from. Um, it's just not exactly where it should be. Agreed. Well.
2: On that note, Damoc, where can people find you at?
1: What the fuck? We missed one. What, what did I? Oh fuck! What did I miss? The uh, transgenderism. Where's that? God oh, fucking Oh Jesus! Damn it, dude. It's I under the bulldozer news. Uh, dude,
2: okay. Oh, dude, okay. How that way? What the? How did I miss that? Oh, I did miss that. All right. Uh, so I suck at life. I've not only missed that, I have also
1: not read that. So, Damoc, take it away. All right, so if you watch the wonderful Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay video, it did not quite showcase exactly what they just announced because it still definitely had a male and female, even though they were showing a male and female in different types of roles. They have dropped gender entirely. It is all binary. You can make a character based on the body type, And then you can choose all the different hairstyles for each sex, and you can choose features from each sex, and you can choose the voice from each sex. They're going completely non-binary with Cyberpunk 2077 because they figure you're already a fucking cyborg, so who goddamn cares? But So wait, wait, wait. I can make my character with tits and a dick? I don't know for sure, because they haven't said exactly, but they've definitely come out and said that you can use everything pretty much. You just pick a body type, and then all of the character customization becomes your personal preference.
0: Okay. A little weird.
1: It's in response to the backlash that they got about that... Yeah, yeah, the advertisement
0: thing. in the game that was targeting gender uh, uh, sale of, like, an energy drink or whatever it was. I think that was a lot of BS right there.
1: Agreed, but they are doing it, and I do have a major concern about it, and not that I, I... It's not a thing against transgender or whatever the fuck, people that claim they're binary, whatever the fuck that is, not against them. What I'm worried about is that they pulled somebody from a job that they were working on in the game to redo all the skins, redo all that shit, and change it all around, and we're going to miss some side quest somewhere. But I could be full of shit and not know what I'm talking about. Don't worry,
2: it'll come
0: out in a DLC. I just feel like, uh, you know, they're really... I don't know, maybe pulling stuff out of the game to suit people that are too much of a crybaby.
2: Oh, you mean like mock?
0: What? <laughs> the millennial mock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, oh, it's not PC enough. Oh my god, it's not PC. We can't have this. It's on this. a friggin' PC. You play it on a PC. Exactly. PC, please. Better look out! They're coming for you.
2: No, I mean, I, honestly, like all all this all this drama that has come about of it, and and really all the drama that just comes about of it, I really don't care. Like, I, I yeah. and that sounds callous, and and that might sound crass, but I really don't care. If if you want to identify as, as a man, a woman, uh, a Pokemon, and an Apache attacker. I am a meat popsicle. A meat popsicle. Hell. I actually told the ambulance I identify as an Apache attack helicopter. I don't care how you identify yourself. I treat almost everything the same way I treat religion. I don't care what you do as long as you don't make me do it. I'll, I'll let you stay in your lane you st- uh, and I'll stay in mine. Like, that's, all, that, that's it. But as soon as you start saying that I have to do this, then I go, nee. that's not accurate. Hey, look for for those for those that were like really upset about how Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven came about with that whole transgender ad. For for those of you that are upset, if this is making you feel better, awesome, cool. I I I, I mean I think the game is going to be fun. If this makes it more fun for you, awesome.
1: I don't care. You don't, Dude, holy shit, man. If I can make a dude with big-ass fucking tits and, like, oh, no. the biggest dick and then run around and get cybernetic implants to make the dick bigger with these wonderful floppy titties, that's exactly what I'm making. <laughs> or I'm going to make the biggest brutish-looking fucker you got and make him duck like this. this oh, no, I'll do that.
3: This is going to introduce a uh, whole other form just. Trolling, and it's just going to blow it up even worse than it already is. That, that's the unfortunate result of what this is going to turn out to be.
2: So, did you guys ever see that movie that had Hulk Hogan in it, where he was an intergalactic, like, I don't know, somebody he landed on the planet and the bounty hunters went chasing after him? And the bounty hunters were Hulk these. Hogan? Yeah, it was Hulk Hogan.
3: Yes.
2: And the he, the, the bounty hunters were these big, brutish guys <laughs> chasing yes. after him. It's yep. a cheesy movie. And then when they finally got up to him, they just look at him and they go, "You're gonna be dead." And they're like, "Is that why you never talk?" Like that's what just went through my mind when Damoc was talking about making the biggest, burliest person and having him talk like that. Yeah. Just, just, just to combat that, if we, if there's, I'm assuming there's multiplayer. I hope there's going to be multiplayer. If there is, I'm going to make myself look like Hulk Hogan so that his character can squeak at me.
0: I'm gonna make Dr girlfriend from Venture Brothers <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> oh
2: I love it all right before I do this did I miss anything
5: I don't know but we've got three questions two hours
2: I did not miss any questions dick Knox all right uh Daymok, on that note as you were on that note where can people find you out
1: I troll the Discord most of the time. The rest of the time, you can find me in Shadow Fox's ear just licking his wonderful, wonderful wax.
2: Shadow. Shadow Fox, where can people find you at, man?
5: At therapy because somebody's been licking the inside of my
0: ear while I sleep.
2: Well, it's better than other things being in there. Zapperblood, where
0: can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on the other side of. Uh... Of um, Shadow Fox's head, licking his other ear. But if you really want to find me, you can find me on uh, Cyber Games Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or the GNA uh, Discord, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, just beware. There is, and and I say this with a really bitter taste in my mouth. There is the bot infesting. Uh, Twitter right now, so you might get yelled at by him. You're not safe anywhere now.
2: Are you talking about MeBot?
0: Yes. yes.
2: Jesus Christ. Yeah. However that thing got sentient and made its way to Twitter, I I gotta find that person and murder them. Um. And this is escalating real quick, so I'm really terrified of where, where we're gonna find Koa on Shadow, but potassium hydroxide, where can people find you at?
3: You can find me exclusively on the GNA Discord.
2: And I'm
5: Cecil.
3: Well, it's not licking
2: my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else Xbox, PlayStation 4, Ustream, Mixer, Twitch, Facebook, on Discord. Uh, you can find me trolling around every Discord that you could possibly think of. Uh, I think I left one recently. Uh, and it's only because I hadn't talked to it in, like, six months, so I finally left one. Uh-oh. What up, Damok?
1: Bro, how drunk are you? None. I'm sober. Why? You totally forgot Shadow. Shadow's here? Shadow, where can people find you, bro? In therapy, because you won't stop <laughs> licking me. That's, that's
2: exactly what he said. Yeah. I didn't... You're I didn't, drunk, How dude. drunk are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe too much. <laughs>
0: this alcoholic blackout has been sponsored by Nintendo. Oh, like no. a Switch. And Bows, where you could get crunchy sounds that are smooth.
2: Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I don't even know where I was. Who cares? Fuck Who it.
5: You know what you can pair a Bows with? A Nintendo Switch.
2: We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, help people find us, leave a, uh, drop us some good news. And if you're going to listen to us, you better be doing it on a pair of boats. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Cast Tuner, I think, is the newest place that we're on now. So we're all over the place. If you can't find us, let us know. We will upload there. Uh, we're also on YouTube, if I didn't say that. You can actually find all of the episodes that have been released for quite some time up on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search the At GNA podcast, all one word. You can join the chat, the Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do game show night every first Saturday of the month. So it's actually going, not going to be... So, yeah, after, if you're listening to this show, it's the next Saturday coming up. We're going to be doing game show night. We play Jackbox games and give away free Steam codes.
0: So, if you want to win some free
2: Steam games, jump on in and join us.
0: Also, um, if you're hearing this, keep in mind, second Saturday of the month is Horror Movie Night. I haven't fully locked in because Cecil has me teetering on a movie that I might add in. Um, the update will be added uh, to the Twitter and the Discord, so just uh, keep your eyes peeled.
1: No, dude, it's already been voted on. It's been approved by everybody in the fucking GNA Podcast and everybody in the audience. We are going to watch Poultry Guys followed by Killing 1, 2, and 3. Uh,
0: it's my baby, my call.
1: Uh, well, back to Game Show Night for a second. You can
2: find Game Show Night at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. So, when you go to join us, if you'd like to, join us there. First Saturday of the month, which is coming up right after the Saturday that comes after this show. Um, And yes, we have Horror Movie Night. Horror Movie Night is every second Saturday of the month. We do that on cast.gg. If you download the app or you can jump on the web. I don't know if they've got the web fully fledged out yet. But the app, uh, which you can get on your phone as well as your computer, will allow you to search. You just search GNA Horror Movie Night. um, And you should find us there. So we just gotta get uh, Zyber. We just gotta make sure that we get you casting out of the GNA account, because that's the most important part for GNA horror movie night as well as anime night. We partnered with Humble Bundle. Tell um, shit. Does anybody actually want to tell us about Humble Bundle?
1: I vote Shadow.
5: All right. So we partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, go to humblebundle.com uh, equals question mark GNA podcast on the end of it. You can choose what goes to, you know, the charity, the publisher. What? (laughs) They give us some money. I don't know. I don't have a script in front of me. So take it as you will. (laughs) Uh, We've raised some money. Oh, it's like 18 bucks and 41 cents this month. So we're doing really, really good. Keep on up, people. Make sure you use our link so that they know we sent you or something. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, that is question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your link. If you put that in and uh, take that slider that says to charity, sling it all the way down to the end, we do not want your money. Uh, put it all to charity, maybe throw some to the developers. Um, if not, throw a little to humble, say thank you. But yeah, just put that question mark partner equals GNA at the end of your link.
1: And get some free games and do some good. Uh, Do you like it? Go ahead. What do you got? Oh, seriously, Shadow, man, I swear to God, you went to Europe for a week or so and you either got throat cancer or you really had a good time in the red light district and your balls dropped and you're a man now. I'm proud of you. I need to go to the VA hospital. (laughs) We just got
2: to get him to just start recording like everything that was scripted at a murder party and just have him playing it. like That's all we need right now.
5: I guarantee you the second I turn off this mic and turn the back on, it won't sound like this.
2: <laughs> do you like anime? Because we like anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time. Well, I say every night. I guess it's every night that Blue decides he actually wants to do it. But yeah, that, that's all on him. Bastard, skipping. Up. Abandonment yeah, issues. Skipping a whole week, not being here today. He's supposed to be here today. Anyway, uh, check us out at 1930 eastern time on cast.gg just search out for uh, GNA Anime Night and you should find us. We would like to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new artwork and logo. It's not really new now, it's pretty old, but we want to thank him for our logo and artwork, he helped us out there. You can check him out That's at me. Morgan You can check him out at morganbs.com. Uh, you could also probably check him out of the newest Nintendo Power with his face being the latest person who got sponsored by Nintendo
5: money 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 money
2: you can email us at gna podcast at dna in your dna one with questions comments death threats we don't care just let us know give us something last but not least you can find us at
1: www.shadowfox dot fox is the sexiest man alive and that voice just drives me insane baby please let me lick your ears some more.com or gdapodcast.com. fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> something's not right there
2: uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight as always I had a blast
3: have a good night, man have a good time.